Hello and welcome to this Argus Metal Movies interview. Uh, I'm Tom Kevin, your host, and I'm joined by Mohamed Jagoub, um, who is a trader and analyst with uh, many years of experience in covering lithium markets and other battery markets as well. So, welcome, Mohamed. Thanks for coming all the way from France. Yeah, thank you, Thomas. Thank you uh, for the invitation, Argus, um, to assist with this presentation to give uh, uh, my idea about the market. I appreciate. Yes. Yeah, we've appreciated talking to you over the years, you know, with, uh, on pricing and other things, and uh, yeah, it's good to have you here. Um, so I think I'll ask a pretty broad question first of all. I mean, how do you see? We've had an interesting year last year with lithium, um, prices at record highs. How do you see the lithium market developing over the course of this year? I think Thomas, we are having discussions since almost a few months, and telling you that I'm really bullish regarding the market for the lithium, especially the hydroxide, the carbonate. Um, slightly in Europe, seeing the market moving around 85,000. And um, regarding the um, hydroxide and the spodumen, also moving in this direction, mostly around 4,000 and a half. Um, logistics is playing a very important role there. Um, in the second hand, I would like to say there is an arbitrary situation between Asia and Europe. We are seeing definitively a pricing lower in, in Asia uh, with the low demand in China. However, Japan and South Korea are driving the markets. So I believe um, we will still have an increasing price in, in, um, in uh, Chinese reference. Regarding Europe, the price will continue to increase as mostly many projects from Latin America and Africa, also recycling in UK. Um, we are talking a lot about there, but the production will not be there in the next following years. We need more time uh, in that sense. So between China and, uh, and Europe and Japan, there's, there's now some separation because the Chinese prices obviously come, come off this year. Definitively. Um, there is a weak demand. There is also, we have to look on the on the project coming up in China uh, for the internal consumption. But I would say um, China can sell a lower price now than the domestic market mm -hmm. to Japan and South Korea. And I'm looking forward to see um, at somehow how the price are moving. But I believe it will be slightly higher. But Europe will be and US will be definitely higher. Um, you mentioned that um, there's some new projects coming about in Africa. I mean, how important um, do you think Africa will be to the global lithium landscape in the coming years? Well, I spent almost uh, all the years traveling in Africa between Congo, Nigeria, Togo, and um, different areas. First of all, um, Africa have the biggest reserve in the world, I would say. Um, you have 400 million uh, tons of pegmatic sitting in Congo, uh, mostly between Senegal and um, Senegal. I have around something between 3 million, 5 million with Mali. Um, you have Nigeria, but you have really different state. We are talking about also potential of few million tons. Um, and also a lot of countries like North Africa, which we are not talking a lot, like Algeria, has some rare earth, 
uh, in some places and totalum. So for sure, there is also potential of lithium. I think Africa will play a very important role uh, in the next following. Um, let's let's not talk about the end of the decade, but the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, as all these countries mostly are, are three, four, five, six times the size of European countries. Mm -hmm. So I would say if our Africa organize the government and privates are organizing very well, um, moving in the mining in a very clean way, uh, not like the other commodities, mm -hmm. like what's happening in cobalt, and with a better process capacities, um, I would say Africa today will probably uh, be able to to supply the whole Europe and the whole US. Um, however, it has to be done uh, properly. Uh, and uh, there is still a lot of facilities to build around mm -hmm. in order to, to, to have uh, such impact. Can I just ask a quick question maybe for some of our uh, listeners or viewers that might not be aware of the pegmatite resources. What, what, what's the kind of difference between pegmatite and, and the sort of classic lithium resources that you have in, uh, in say, South America? Well, I'm not a miner, but to to give you an idea, let's say the brines um, is mostly it's more competitive in terms of of of, uh, of pricing. Um, if you should process it later on, uh, however, uh, it's requiring requiring a better technology uh, in order not to to create, let's say, a disaster <laughs> in that sense. Um, the pegmatite, let's say, we we have, it needs less, let's say, um, efficient technology. Uh, it's more in abundance, but however, uh, you need more capacity of processing behind in order to purify it. Uh, and there is a really different stage mm -hmm. than, than, than the Bryant's one, let's say. Um, and of course, um, the difficulties, let's say, of the pigmatite is, let's say, if we speak about Nigeria, uh, in five states, you have really different qualities, rospodumen, uh, moving from 2% to sometimes 9%, 11%. And of course, um, all these um, different results makes not easy to, to move forward, let's say, with some, uh, with some project. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I know we've mentioned these resources in Africa, we've mentioned sort of an arbitrage between uh, maybe China and, and other countries in Asia and, and Europe. I mean, are there any other untapped opportunities in, in lithium or any other battery metal for that instance that you, that you view as, uh, as, as sort of underserved in the market at the moment? Well, um, if we move forward with the real opportunities, um, let's say, if we talk about the, the paper market in lithium, mm. today we start to have some volatility, some bowling and some contract, which is also good news. Mm. Traders like us are really impacting this. However, it still needs more time uh, to, 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 to bring volatility and to increase. Why? Because um, 
we are looking too much on the mining aspect and not enough on the recycling. Mm. Uh, we need a different way to produce now lithium. Mm. Um, and from the paper side, I would say there's a lot of opportunity coming. We hope that in the next one, two, three years, um, to have uh, more transparency on the pricing, and also contract a few more, few years ago were on the fixed contract. Mm. All the OMS wanted a fixed contract. I think we were there during the dinner. But um, today we found out that it's impossible outside of fixing a price during three months. It's not possible to have a, let's say, a long fixed contract. Therefore. Um, let's say floating pricings are offering a lot of opportunities for uh, traders and um, and the market in general yeah so the lithium market is kind of where that iron ore market was a few years ago where uh, you've gone from a few big producers to more smaller producers and you get a lot more spot trade a lot more paper trade exactly also i would like to send a message um today you don't have enough uh, pension fund, you don't have enough investment fund um, pumping, let's say, this paper market. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm expecting in the next following years having more um, financial, financial market bringing liquidity, mm -hmm. not speculation, but really liquidity for everyone, mm -hmm. you know, in order that the producer in Africa and Latin America can have a better idea and can have more money floating on the market also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and I think looking forward, as this market grows, um, there's obviously plenty of projections out there for, for how supply and demand are going to be balanced. Do you personally believe that supply of lithium over the next decade is going to be able to keep keep up with the demand that's coming down the pipe? I would say. Um, it depends how we're gonna use um, the lithium in the batteries. Today, you have a lot of competitive product to the lithium, mm -hmm. which we're gonna develop. You have the manganese sulfate, graphite, cobalt sulfate, nickel sulfate, briquette, um, bore, different product. The technology is changing a lot um, over the years in the batteries, producing more efficient. If we keep going with this pricing, it's gonna be very difficult for the Gigafactory to be really competitive. We can have a look in different cases like British Vault and some others um, in Europe. So basically, uh, I would say um, we have to, to approach the market by a very efficient way, let's call it uh, we have to compare also where we're gonna apply the using of the lithium. Everyone is looking on OMS, but um, we know that, for example, in Africa, we need a lot of batteries in some hospitals mm -hmm. to to make it um, work because there's a big lack of electricity, and five five to ten thousand people are, are dying because of this lack of electricity in these hospitals. So basically, um, if we apply the lithium market. In a, in, a, in a different um, technology, I would say it's gonna be, um, the demand would be very, very high. Mm -hmm. So we have to compare also how we're gonna consume it. Electric cars are still expensive, 
And um, in that sense, probably um, some new way of consuming uh, a course uh, are going to work. For example, uh, few families are going to share the same electric course. Mm. Uh, and then it's going to put the price, let's say, of the lithium down. Uh, than what we we're gonna um, we can project in the future. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So there there might be less use case for everyone to have a, an electric vehicle. You might have a shared system, but at the same time, that lithium ion technology is going to be branched out into various different. Yes, because we are talking about the big volumes, six, seven hundred, eight hundred thousand uh, lithium, uh, and consume in Europe, US probably the double, as you more. So basically, um, look just how COVID have affected, for example, China's demand. Mm. And um, there's also other factors which can impact. But still, uh, if we apply the lithium to the different technology, the demand will be very uh, strong. Uh, but with all the producers and pro product coming on the market, I would say in the next 10, 15 years, we will have a stabilization on, on the price. Mm. It's going to be mostly... Uh, what's going on mostly on the oil market, maybe, yeah. And um, I think a good follow-on to that is how important um, could and should recycling be to that larger picture? Um, and, and could it replace a decent amount of the primary lithium, or will it just be an addition to, to that? Yes, good point. Um, I have to say the last month years we are really, really looking Speaking a lot with client producers, engineers, um, providers of feed like batteries and black mass, uh, I would say the recycling today is representing only 5-10%, even less, I would say, of the, um, of the refined product. Um, mostly all the biggest uh, producers and the, the new entrants are not ready uh, to, 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 to supply this amount. There is still some calibration with them labs. And I would say the recycling is going to play uh, a very important uh, role, impact um, on the market. However, um, it needs time to develop. Uh, for example, if we, we base this refined product on the black mass on the batteries, you need to be sure that uh, the legislation is good in terms of export. Mm -hmm. Are you gonna export from these countries, Africa, or whoever, wherever, um, as a wasp or as a as a as a, as a product? Um, uh, secondly, you still need to have a good calibration in terms of parameters. If you have more aluminium uh, in some black mass, it means you have less product in cobalt. So all has to be uh, organized in a good way. And um, it's requiring a lot of feed and aggregations. Uh, let's say humanity is sitting on 50, 60 million tons of um, product. I mean, our society is selling us um, different product, which the lifetime is five years to seven years. Mm. Uh, electronics. electronics, it means um, uh, mobile phones, um, screen TVs, mm. um, and all these products are containing rare earth, are containing different um, materials. So not even factoring in the EVs yet, yeah. so we've still got 
yeah, yeah, the traditional way. And with the right technology, we can, uh, you can still produce uh, some very interesting product, mm. uh, useful for um, for OMS and uh, helping the energy transition. Mm. Uh, I think Japan is really advanced in that sense. Uh, but still, it's today expensive to recycle this, so it has to move with more organization, warehousing, and um, aggregations, and um, a better technology. So I believe uh, recycling is gonna is gonna is gonna change uh, the market, and probably um, will give let's say um, faster, more product than uh, than uh, traditional mining. Yeah. So at the moment with this sort of electronic waste and, and things like that, the main products coming out of that would be the main value add would be cobalt and maybe the lithium as well, right? Uh, in terms of um, different product, let's say, yeah, we are, I mean, I'm not an expert in cobalt sulfate, of course, it's a market which we're following, mm -hmm. but I will definitely um, if I'm a recycler, uh, I will definitely look on product like manganese sulfate, mm -hmm. uh, which following copper project, um, and I believe um, manganese in general is quite cheap. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have Brazil, uh, you have few countries uh, which are able to provide this feed. Uh, prices went really down. Uh, but if you work on it, on recycling, manganese sulfate and graphite offer for me the best possibilities um, for anodes, especially the graphite, because if you go to the mine, uh, it takes a lot of time to, 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 to produce. There is uh, still some issues on the water, lack of electricity, especially mining in Africa. Uh, Latin America still, it's quite a lot of time, investigation, so, and we're talking about a market of a few million tons, uh, where you don't have really um, a paper market, mm -hmm. uh, non-transparent market, so uh, definitively the, um, the graphite issued from the recycling offer better possibilities, uh, and the manganese sulfate cheaper, um, more volumes, uh, but it has to to be tested uh, every time and every time. So basically, um, let's call it, yeah, these two products are going to play a very important role. Um, and also the lithium carbonate, I believe, and the lithium hydroxide with the same technology from the recycling, I believe the price differences will be also the same not a gap of 5,000 or 15,000 like we are observing today in the international market. Just a final question on recycling. I mean, how do you envision this recycling market evolving? Are we, are we going to have a similar situation that we've seen in other recycling markets where you have the, you know, the higher technology, sort of more developed Western countries exporting their waste to places like Africa and Asia? Or are we going to see more localized recycling with hubs in different regions, depending on? Good question. I think um, if we look the next 10 years, um, it's going to be probably first some export of raw materials from different South Asian countries or Asian countries or batteries, black mass, processors. 
um, to Western countries, US, Europe. Um, that would be the first, um, let's say, the first cycles. You know, in, to enable to, 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 to the local producers to make money, I would say it. Of course, with the right legislation and the right export, you know. Um, but to move forward in the second cycles, I think the future belongs to the people who are um, doing everything locally. Uh, for example, in Africa, producing mostly the black mass and then having a recycling plant um, and then moving to the production of the batteries a certain level in order to produce these batteries to Europe. So uh, I think all this, whether Africa or South Asia or um, some countries who are in need of, of cash in order to increase them, them the balance sheet in, in, the, in the international market, uh, government will look to, um, let's say, uh, export product with more value, not only the raw materials. And I think I would like to pass a message in, in, in that way. Um, we are really working closely with countries like Congo in order to to, to process, for example, the lithium uh, on the sulfate stage and then to process it in Europe. But the, the, the futures belongs to, 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 to these countries, you know. It depends how it's going to be organized, but um, I would say um, definitively all these countries, whatever, Latin America or Africa, will play very, very key roles uh, to support Europe in energy transition and in the U.S. Mm. And uh, just a last one, are there any other critical materials that you think are being overlooked by um, EV makers, lithium-ion battery producers? Well, um, I would say probably the bore, boron. Mm -hmm. uh, you have several mines in the world. There is a big, um, some potential technology. Uh, which can make, um, let's say, pricing even more competitive uh, for the batteries. I would say, yeah, some boron and some other rare earth, um, when they're combined together, they can um, give better possibilities for the industrials um, outside of the lithium, nickel sulfate, cobalt sulfate, well, of course, pricing uh, will be will be still higher. Mm -hmm. Yes, probably this uh, this material. So, Mongolia are interesting countries like Mongolia and uh, Kazakhstan um, would be. But again, it depends on the geopolitics. If it's gonna be uh, more, uh, let's say, uh, asked from Chinese or from Russian. Uh, also something we have to consider, there's a lot of uh, lithium in Ukraine um, and the, I, will, I will think that this war, um, depend how this war will, will finish um, and depend how Ukraine will move forward, but 
there is uh, several big deposits also in Ukraine. And um, all this can play also very uh, important um, impact, yeah. Final thing, I think we, we touched on this a little bit earlier. I mean, how can, how can these projects as they develop make sure that they're developing in a sustainable um, way, uh, especially in Africa where, where, you know, ESG hasn't necessarily been the, the easiest thing to achieve? Well, I think we have spoken that uh, I had several discussions with different converters, um, OMS, um, since uh, a couple months. First of all, EAG has to start with, uh, with someone. We can't give the responsibility to only the state in Africa. I think the state in Africa will be able to do everything possible to 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 to, to be uh, to produce a clean lithium, uh, wherever Africa or Latin America, but it has to be a cooperation. Uh, it has to start with a, with a, let's say if you build up uh, a processing plant or move to the mine, um, workers need to have, for example social benefit, benefit, pensions, mm -hmm. and uh, unfortunately in other commodities production like cobalt, this is not the case. Um, so it, when I, I speak with the Minister of Energy in Congo or Nigeria, um, educations and, um, and really providing social benefit to workers is something also, uh, it's, it's the base. So ESG has to start with that, you know? Um, women empowerment also around. Um, so it's a collaboration between really a private and government. Um, however, as I was telling you, we need to start to have a, a more materials processed uh, in the countries in order to bring all the value to the to, to countries like Africa, like Congo, for example, um, or Rwanda. Otherwise, uh, we will not be able to 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 to, to provide, let's say, uh, an ESG um, way of, of of working. So, in that sense, um, I think uh, yeah, I think it has to start with the cooperation and uh, how all the value chain has to be produced in, 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 in a place, yeah. Perfect. Uh, I think that's all we've got time for today. Um, so thanks a lot for coming in um, all the way from France to, to talk to me. From France and Switzerland. And yeah, thank you for listening to this edition of Argus Metal Movers and watching us. Um, and please visit uh, www.argusmedia.com uh, for anything further. Thank you, Thomas, for this invitation. I appreciate it, Argus, and it was a pleasure to communicate this.